So it's Christmas, freshman year, and I went to go visit grandma for the holidays in Arizona. I wake up Christmas day and there is a full on food factory happening. Grandma is not there and there is like a meal for like 20 people that is being made. Grandma bursts through the front door and says, don't just stand there, help me make up these plates. Doesn't explain what the hell's going on. We load up some plates and she puts tin foil on them and goes out with like six plates of Christmas dinner. She doesn't explain anything. We just make all this food. And when she's done, um, and this takes hours, she sits down and she's like, you're probably wondering what the hell just happened. Grandma lived in a trailer park. And she said, a lot of these people can't afford Christmas dinner, but this year we can, so we're gonna help. And she leaned in across the table and she said, Joey, we are not selfish. We are helpish. That's who we are. And that was like the only time that she had ever said that word. And she didn't really say it again until it came up many, many years later. I was writing the story called Caregivers and I started off one of the chapters with that story and I just started thinking about that word a lot. So one thing about grandma is that she hated my last name because it's the last name of the man who abandoned me. And during her last days, we had a lot of cool conversations and one of them was she said, you have to change your stupid last name. And I said, I'm, I'm actually thinking about changing it to that ridiculous word that you said years ago and just calling myself helpish and then she said i like that name it's a good promise hi buddy i'm joey helpish you are listening to what the helpish what the helpish what the helpish what the helpish Okay, but like, can you hear that? You hear that plane flying over? Is this the end? Every time I hear a plane, I'm like, nuclear apocalypse? Right? Anyway. This podcast is brought to you by my sponsor, Autism. Have you ever wished that you could have a total and complete meltdown emotionally when someone put something in front of your face that wasn't there before? Try Autism. I'm autistic, and so can you. So I'm in the studio right now, recording the episode, the second episode of What the Helpish, and and uh, and I'm lost, and I'm confused, and I'm having a fucking blast. Listen, I've always been the guy that's like, fuck the rules, do what you want, be yourself, blah 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 blah, and that shit um is hard, and I had to like catch myself and be like yo yo you know the way this is the way but you're not you're not you're not doing the way there little buddy little guy little self and the way especially for me is flow being in the flow improvising going by the seat of your pants and this fall i started this journey of like trying to reevaluate things do some real self work and all that shit right and I was talking to Kirsten, and I even called it. I said, if I go look for, like, 
productivity systems and like all this shit. Like I'm just going to end up spending all my time making outlines and not making any content. And guess what the fuck happened? Got a well outline life, but I don't do anything. I just make lots of plans that I'll never fucking do. Got a well outline life, but I don't do anything. I just make lots of plans that I'll never fucking do. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I should accept the fact that I do more shit when I do more shit. So I do more shit instead of planning away the day. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe I should accept the fact that I do more shit when I do more shit. So I do more shit in an improvising way. I do more shit when I do more shit is the fucking point. Also, this whole time, I was like, man, I know that I have this problem with the noise floor. I need a new preamp. But, like, listening back, I was like, man, there's a lot of noise. I left the fucking fan on in the other room. Good job, dipshit. Whatever. We're moving on. Who cares? So I replaced my to-do list with what I call the do list. Sometimes I refer to it as the not doing list. So there are um, three sort of parts to this list, three kind of folders. When I'm doing something, I put it in the doing list and in all of my widgets and stuff on all my devices, that's what I see. I see what I'm doing, it helps me stay on task. If I have an idea for something that I need to do next, I put that in the do next list. And if I just think of something random, I put it not in the to-do list, but the not doing list. And these things move around. So one task might start off at the not doing list and then I put it in the do next list, but then I get distracted by something else. So that thing goes back to the not doing list. And then I have what's called the back burner and then the never going to do list. And it's this really cool practice of self-awareness, but it also embraces who I am. Now, this is kind of a fucked up thing to tell a kid, but when I was in third grade, my PE teacher told me that I led from the loin. And I could tell uh, this uh, teacher also led from the loin. And I could tell even at like 10 years old or whatever that she was like, ugh, I shouldn't have said it that way. But um, it, it was a gift. It was a gift. Somebody telling me something about myself that I didn't really realize. It's just a weird way to say you are improvisational. You thrive in flow. And everywhere, in all directions, we get these signals that that is bad that things must be planned out and look for some people that really works. And if that works for you, you should do that. But you should also constantly check in. Are you planning more than you're doing for me? For me, what I have and am constantly discovering is I got a really fucked up relationship with accomplishment. Um, and I have to, in order to actually accomplish things, I have to throw all that shit aside and, and really practice on flow. The now, the doing. There's this beautiful thing that happens when you sort of embrace the doing um, and the not doing at the same time and the never gonna do. You start to go like, hey, here's the stuff I like to do, so I should do more of that. Instead of planning everything out and trying to find systems that work for other people, I should work on cultivating systems that work for myself. And then other things kick in for me, like make something terrible, just do it anyway. Um, there is an inkling to start this whole podcast over because I had the fan going on. <laughs>
uh, in the other room, and there's going to be noise when you listen to it. Listen, if, if it bothers you, you can just skip ahead, right? Like, and that's a small, going to be a small percentage. You probably didn't even notice it, uh, and if you did, it's probably not that big of a deal. One of the most important lessons I ever learned is that, that nobody cares. All those little nitpicky, guilt-trippy things you do to yourself, most people don't give a shit. And if they do, they're assholes. And by the way, you're being an asshole when you guilt-trip yourself. Don't be that. You don't want to be a guilt-trippy asshole, a guilt-trippy asshole. Nobody likes a guilt-trippy asshole. Guilt-trippy asshole, a guilt-trippy asshole. Nobody likes a guilt-trippy asshole. So I have like these uh, weirdos that don't like me. I call them the helpish haters and they, they watch all my stuff. They listen to all my stuff and I was looking for something to be mad about. So this is a message for the helpish haters. Drink some water. Drink some water. Dehydration causes the brain to go into psychological survival mode, a form of dementia. Drink some water. So if you catch yourself being paranoid and assuming that everybody has the worst of intentions, drink some. Seriously, buddy, go to the kitchen right now and chug a glass of water. I can smell the dehydration in your fucking eyes. You can't hold an artist accountable for the impact of your interpretation of their art. It's just weird. For the first time in my life, I'm sort of glad that Kurt Cobain is not alive. Let me explain. For me, Kurt was always this representation of peak artistry. An artist for art's sake. There have always been these little battles on art, mostly from the uber-conservative crowd, but... For a long time, there's been this multi-front war on art. From political attacks on both sides of the aisle, to corporations, to tech fuel cultures and algorithms, there is a war and art is losing. There are not a lot of times in my life that I can confidently say that I reacted the best way possible. There's one time I can confidently say that. It was my reaction to a movie about autism by Sia called Music. I didn't like the art. That movie hurt my feelings, hard and deep, so I reacted by making an album about being autistic. I practice what I preach. The only way that one can really argue with art is with more art. Not better art, but it has to be art. That is a truth, because the moment you try to reality-orientate art and try to argue with it in this stable and grounded way, you have completely lost. So is the art. Everything and everyone has lost. The thing art has the most in common with is dementia. It lives outside observable reality. You can't force it to conform. You just can't. So if you want to battle, you're going to have to meet on the proper battlefield. Trying to destroy art will just damage the concept of art itself. Art is the language of the soul, so the death of art results in this sort of soullessness. It's like trying to argue with a fucking sunset. 
I think in some ways this trend of arguing with art is this weird obsession we have cultivated with ownership. It doesn't matter how many times that you try to copyright using copyright laws and attempt to lock up the ownership of art. It'll always fail. In the grand scheme of things, it's never done what it claims to do. You can't own art. You can't commodify it. You can't quantify it or properly define it. You can just let it exist or fucking kill it. I know it seems very cynical, but it just feels like we as a society have accepted the death of art because we can no longer grapple with its existence in this weird world that we've built. And let's be very clear, art is dangerous. It's dangerous to those intent on owning narratives, on owning concepts and outcomes. Like, stop being weird. I really thought that we'd move past this. I really thought that we had finally figured out by the 90s that we can argue back and forth about freedom of speech, but not freedom of expression. We can't argue about freedom of art to be all over the place, to be shocking and to be deep. That is a human right. Art is a human right. Intent, meaning, impact. They're moving, growing, evolving things in art. Had we gone down the path that we are currently going down earlier, the amount of art that we would have lost is fucking staggering. Polly, by Nirvana, would have ended their career before it ever started. Hip-hop could not exist and grow to what it has become. Shakespeare? Gone. Lord of the Rings? Dead on arrival. The entire Renaissance art movement? Canceled. Poetry is just out. Sorry, Emily. Every children's song that you have memorized right now, its origins are dark and fucked up. It's gotta go. Look, I love documentaries, but I fucking refuse to live in a world where there is nothing but fact-checked content. When did we decide to evict art and hand over the keys to our fucking souls to fucking content creators and influencers and turn the internet into one giant fucking tabloid? We cashed in the greatest promise for art to finally get back to where it was before Europe colonized the world for ad revenue and dopamine-fueled algorithms. My ancestors fostered the kind of environment Emily Dickinson didn't feel safe sharing her art in. I am ashamed of them. How ashamed of us are our great-grandchildren going to be? Right now, the next Kurt Cobain is hitting delete on that song she just wrote because she's terrified of being canceled, of being picked apart, losing her ability to make money, having lies spread about her, being psychologically abused to the point of wanting to end her fucking life. By the left or the right, it's getting harder and harder to tell which is more dangerous to art. And if that doesn't happen, what if it sounds too similar to something else that someone else created and she gets sued out of fucking existence? That's not a hypothetical, I just had that conversation with a young artist. We have created an environment that is hostile to creativity. More than it ever has been. And just a few years ago, it was the opposite. What the fuck are we doing? Inspire and fear before the inspiration starts. I wonder how long will it take before we murder all the art? 
inspiring fear Before the inspiration starts I wonder how long will it take Before we murder all the art Maybe I'm just being a hater But fuck being a content creator Be a motherfucking artist Be you, be real, be unpolished and They call the art you make content So they can commodify and monetize Tuck you in the sheets and the better lies So maybe you don't notice that you're paralyzed Hold up Controls the content, intellectual property means a secret. So I'm so surprised when the art and the artist feel spent. Content of the grave is a product of a slave to the algorithmic ways. Best not misbehave. Inspiring fear before the inspiration starts. I wonder how long will it take before we murder all the art. Inspire and fear before the inspiration starts. I wonder how long will it take before we murder all the art. Okay, let's have a little meta moment. Okay, a little, little moment of meta here. Just me and you. Just content about creating content with the content inside the content. It's a, it's a meta moment. Okay, so uh, up until this point, I've made all this in one day and I'm about to take a break. Um, and uh, first of all, I fucking love this. But this uh, this second episode, right, is a little different than the first one. The first one was just me with this concept of like, just going to make a bunch of little things and then put them all together for a big thing. And I'm still doing that, but I'm just sort of like having these like little moments of creating like today I just felt really creative and I had a couple students today but in between that um all day it's like about two something I've just been coming and poking at this thing and I'm learning so fucking much about myself just by just by doing just allowing myself to to just do the thing to just be in the doing and this this method is is my happy place and I don't know what to call it because it's like this combination of things right like I hate editing but I I have cultivated this style of being able to edit on the fly and I like rely on templates and like all these things but I also am a very improvisational person when I make songs like the one that I just did I didn't write anything down I just sort of improvise like a few bars at a time and then I go back and add backups and different instruments but it's all improvised it's just improvised in these little loops and so this this talky talk stuff is the same thing so you hear me playing piano in what in the background and that's sort of joey 2.0 i'm joey 1.0 talking and then when i'm done i'll just go listen to it and just improvise some piano so like here's a little here's a little thing yeah yeah, I, I, I'm responding to literally nothing, but I know that when you hear it, there'll be something cool, right? Yeah. Oh, good. Glad you did that, Joey. And so I'm just reevaluating and evaluating as I go along. Like the last podcast was like about 20 minutes, but I, I didn't make it all in the same thing. We're almost, we're, oh, just hit 19 minutes. Um, and like, is this it? I'm going to do a little ad break here in a second. Um, and is that going to be the end? We're just going to end on that. I'm just going to, am I just going to add a, have a badass day. I love you at the, at the end, or am I going to come back to it tomorrow? And this is going to be an hour is going to be 10 hours. I don't know. I don't fucking know, but like, I'm having a blast and thank you for like riding this ride for me with me. I mean, is what I mean to say anyway, now a word from our sponsors. 
This episode of What the Helpish is brought to you by having chronic pain and ADHD and medicating with... What were you saying? What? Weird, I am 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 what? Weird, I am 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 what? Weird, I am 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 what? Weird, I am 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 what?